0: like a bill like like all of that he was already present. and I remember being in my room and I would be like 13 years old something like that and the same thing kill yourself who cares like and then the anger would be towards everybody towards God towards the world all that stuff and just feeling like man I see how am not kill myself right now. Really the only thing that spared me, I just didn't want my grandmother to find me on my, you know, that was it. Like I didn't want my grandmother or my mom to find me on you know, I just find it kind of interesting because as much as people would deny or try to, I was one of those people. That's why to me it, it just stands out. Shook my fist at God. I made fun of Christians. I mocked the Bible. I mocked church. I said it was all a bunch of hypocrisy and uh, oxymorons and it contradicted. And mind you, I never read Bible. Surprise. Surprise. It's me, the special guest, on this wonderful podcast. No teaser. Let's just enjoy the ride on this last part five. Well, that is, until next time. So, oh, okay, so here's my question for you because, you know, I went out to pastor for a few years and when I came into the church, I was 19, right? So 19, you know, I uh, got saved in 1920 and then got sent out all that good stuff. So um, I have run into people that have been my age that later on in life looked and they're like, man, I sure did waste my life. You know what I mean? Now, for somebody who came in, and of course this is going to be a different response from like a church kid, of course, because they've lived from day one in the church, but from somebody who came in when you came in, and even now, would you be able to say, like, look and be like, man, I've had temptation before, I've had mind battles that have said, that I missed out on something or that like man I gave my life to this and it's not necessarily one to see or you know something along those lines Did you ever encounter something like that
1: so for for me I think specifically very specifically because of what I went through for 5 years before mm. I came into the church because mm-hmm. that those 5 years was was brutal for me mm-hmm. like those were the the years I wish I didn't have to live mm. from the moment my my parents split up yeah to the moment I, I you know bowed my knee yeah. to come to church and get saved um, those five years were like torture it was like torment because mm. again I felt like I was forced to live this life in a new world yeah. that I didn't want to live in so because of that I'm so overwhelmingly grateful for salvation that I have a yearning to like just stay on the course. Mm. As far as temptation goes, like, especially with social media today and like seeing people traveling and blah, 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 I don't have, um, I've never, I've never had wanderlust. I've never looked at one part of the world and said, oh, I just wish I was there right now. Never. Like, I can, I can look at somebody doing something very exciting and adventurous and amazing yeah. on one side of the world while I'm sitting in sweats and laying on my bed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so comfortable right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, like, I just don't have, I don't have a wander than anyway. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't have that. And then as far as like people's abilities and what they're a part of, like, yeah musicians and exciting lives, like seeing what people are a part of. I've never had like, oh, I, I, I wish I learned an instrument before I got saved. Oh yeah. You know, I've never had that because my experience with an instrument was was with purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I got saved and then I got invited to the band and then I learned an instrument and I got to the band. Like to me, it was like, I, I learned this for ministry. Yeah nothing else. And, and so that's what brought it anyway. Exactly. Right? So I, I've never and so I think because of of what I went through growing yeah. up, I'm just so overwhelmingly like grateful and thankful yeah. that when temptations if they ever do come, I don't I don't have this yearning. Like I don't have this struggle of like I'm just gonna do everything for this. Now I but I what I can say is if there's ever a time where I feel like, man, I wish this or i wish that like where temptation is a little stronger than others
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would usually revolve around finances oh, right. the money <laughs> because hey, <laughs> as long as you don't say
0: anything about height, because hey give up <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs>
1: because when it comes to money even though so again i said i've said before like i feel like today we're living like kings mm-hmm. and queens yeah. and we have everything and everything you know? yeah. like I, that's enough to make me feel grateful in itself mm-hmm. but I've, I have said the prayer before, like, God, give me money to treat like resources. Mm. And that's usually in mind of like It's when I want an upgrade, honestly. Mm. It's like when I want a better laptop or mm. I want more better sound equipment or I want to be able to afford a phone or a certain vehicle. And, and truthfully, I'm always blessed with those things. Like, yeah. I feel like I always have what I need when I ask for it. But there there is times where I see people, especially... Especially the youth, <laughs> I see certain people that are like having all these this stuff that they can do so much with, but yep. they're doing garbage with it. Mm. Like ah, the tic tac. <laughs> man, I gotta say, man, there's I just don't like that app, man. Mm. I don't like it, and I, I feel like it deprives people mm. of what their creativity could be. Mm. I feel like there's very creative innovative people on TikTok that are wasting their time on that app when yeah. they could be doing something so much better yeah. somewhere else but that's just this is an opinion yeah. but as far as like temptations go no I'm just I'm, I'm so grateful but again that's because of what I went through yeah. I do have that sincerity of like what if someone like you said a church kid who has had since day one everything given to them not necessarily like a spoiled brat yeah but it's definitely a sense of like they've always had covering they've always had their family right. they've always had you know stuff that they don't even know to appreciate until they're older if if those temptations are stronger to them because they didn't have to go through like this intense tragic yeah. you know heartbreak you know of like life and, right you know. right like um did see like the depths, if you will, yeah. and well, then kind of get to see the, the big redemption part. It's sad because for some people, and I guess maybe we're we're in this, you know, this avenue, the same lane as uh, like you know, they. It's almost like they gotta hit rock bottom mm. in order to see the revelation, really which, it, which yeah. is unfortunate because I I feel like the, the grand revelation some people can have yeah is when they don't hit rock bottom yeah yeah i like those uh testimonies where people say like i was a church kid
0: and you know i came to the point where i just realized like i just needed jesus like the nice person you know because i mean to me that's like a that's like a stunner because there's times where i mean you and i can both admit that we <sighs> probably could have really i mean you were in the hospital for alcohol poisoning I don't know how many times i almost got to a wreck with some friends drinking driving all this stuff you know i don't know there's a bunch of weird things so like uh you know for us it's like man we got spirits so many times and for
1: some they don't really
0: get to it's not yeah. as
1: obvious you know yeah. what i mean so. yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate because it's like they have to go through something tragic for their eyes to be open. Yeah. You know they have to see, and then like on a personal level, on a very personal, um, like a very intimate moment of their life, in order for them to actually gain revelation. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess my biggest prayer is that uh, for kids, you know, for my kids, but mm-hmm. also for just people in general, growing up, that they don't have to go through that. Cause, man, remembering how horrible was like I mean I can easily like laugh and create stories and just yeah. kind of move forward like eh, it is yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's happened whatever yeah, yeah. but when when I really remember the darkness I was in like after you know stepping into drugs yeah. and all that stuff like it's it's it, it wasn't a fun place as much as I tried to make it a fun yeah. a, you know adventure try to make it seem like I was just you know silly and, and enjoying myself yeah. and it's like the Bible says, it was definitely seasonal. Yeah. Because there was a time where I did kind of wake up, and alcohol poisoning was one of them. Yeah. I remember waking up from that hospital bed and, and knowing, like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Like, something needs to change. But still living the life anyway. Still going to house parties after that yeah. and just kind of giving into <laughs> the pressure.
0: You know, um, I tell people that one of the things that really sobered me was being at a friend's house partying and uh, i mean we did all kinds of drugs i, I mean i've done all kinds of stuff i so whatever but a friend of mine goes inside of his house goes to get some coke comes back out and we're having a great time up at today he says who cares we're all going to hell anyway and when he said that like I was one of those people that said, yeah, I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to party. Like, I never said I'm going to take over. Like, uh, people would say that, like, psychopaths probably. But, um, you know, I never said anything like that. I just thought it was going to be a big party, wildness, yada, yada. But when he said that, that was the first time that I, I, like, got sober. Like, I was partying all night. And then immediately, like, that, just sober. And that's when I realized, man right now I go straight to hell dude like it was a stunner because all my young life and you grew up in a Catholic house everybody's going to heaven you know what I mean yeah, everybody yeah, goes to yeah. heaven so um let me sit that I was stunned I mean I kept partying of
1: course but that was like a shocker to me so <laughs> I think heaven and hell being a reality yeah. in people's lives both heaven and hell yeah. Being a reality is is, a, is something that helps people make the decision because most people, like you said, everyone wants to believe heaven. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to believe that when we die, that's where we're going. Yeah. And you, especially in the Catholic Church, you go to a funeral and you always it always talks about how they're in a better place. Yeah, and, and they can <laughs> and they can die in like a, a horrible you know situation. Yeah, and um, they're in a better place you know and yeah. and it's like they have to be like a mass murderer or hitler he, or you know yeah they got to be like executed as a mass murderer yeah. to, to actually say something somebody about. Say like, yeah
0: you know i have a, that same uh, best friends for that live by my grandma's house they were twins and so recently last year or the beginning of this year just feels like so long ago uh one of them passed because he was drinking and driving yeah. drinking and driving yeah. got to a wreck killed, you know. Uh went to the funeral. They had me um uh have some time so I preached and did an altar call and everything. Some people responded, prayed. Uh but everybody else that were telling stories they were like, oh man, it all related to strip clubs, drinking, partying, and all that stuff. And they would always say, like, man, I just know he's in a better place. And you know, I can understand where they're coming from because you would hate to sit there and be like, man, he's gone, but not only is he gone, he's in hell. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand that. It's like a sensitivity. Yeah, I can understand it, but you have to think that people go home and they second, they wonder about that. Like, man, is he really in heaven? Like, all we know him for is partying, drinking, strip clubs, and you're gonna tell me that that dude, just such as easy. Made into heaven. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. the hope, of course, is hopefully that he prayed something yeah, yeah, before yeah.
1: he died. But outside of that. Yeah, because, you know, there's that idea that they could potentially pray just within the last yeah. couple seconds of their life. And, you know, no, one, no one knows. Yeah. So, you know, you're not there. And you don't yeah, it doesn't it. have to be at some altar. It doesn't have to be,
0: like like I said before, like the bullet point prayer, just uh, crying out to God, like the thief on the cross. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, but I mean, I see that question only because I've heard people, and we know, you and I personally know people that have been out, that didn't come from inside the church, that came from outside in the world, came into the church, got radically saved, went full force for God, and then later on, uh, make decision, a decision or decisions, and then save. Yeah, I regret ever doing all that stuff before. Yeah, like, Yeah. I I've regret, that. I regret yeah. doing that. I should have never, I never really wanted to, and I did it anyway, and yada, yada. And it just, like, that stayed dormant for years. 10 years, 15, 20 years, whatever, it stayed dormant. But I wonder, did it? was it really dormant, or was it just that recently, or more recently, you started making choices, and just gave into Yeah what i mean like yeah because i don't think a person like, i mean i agree pastor A person doesn't have to backslide a person doesn't have to go crazy a person doesn't have to blow it like it doesn't have to happen i mean of course you're gonna go through your ups and downs and uh, making mistakes etc but
1: to do that and then to say that like mm, I, I don't agree i feel that my own like personal i guess uh I don't know what you want to call it my mantra you know like mm-hmm. something that helps me kind of always moving forward um is i don't like to live in the past mm-hmm. like i've said before how i don't like to um what's it called oh like i have you know <laughs> Done so many embarrassing things that I right. just kinda of like, Oh well it is what yeah. it is, you know. And I think as you get older in general, most people stop caring about other people's opinions. Yeah, like that's it true. Seems to be like an older person thing, a maturity hey, thing. Speaking <laughs>
0: of which, I think we're right in that spot where I'm caring less and less about <laughs> Oh god, this is recorded. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't like to live in the past, and you know, part of the reason is because I feared my past for so long. Getting saved fixed that. Like I, I coming to, to God and living for living for Him, and focusing on the kingdom, and like actually seeing other people's lives change in front of me, and and realizing that that's like a never-ending. Maybe this almost this is a great analogy, but it's almost like a never-ending market. There's mm-hmm. always going to be people that need Jesus, and oh, yeah. so like it's like something you can work at literally for the rest of your life yeah. and it's just something to always focus on yeah and so um because of that it's like well in a, in a sense you're gonna have a purpose your entire life if, if you focus on the idea yeah. that someone else can get saved like you did Yeah, if that's your focus for the rest of your life then you're set
0: yeah it's kind of funny right because it's easy to say like another outreach oh another yes <laughs> right like it's easy yeah. to say that but at the same time it can also be a great uh help for you you know what i mean not i don't know what the percent would be but not all of us are going to be on the stage you know not yeah. everybody's going to be behind a pulpit like yep not we're not going to throw all these couples out you know what i mean so there so those things are always good because it allows you to like you said if you just think All right, we're doing this, but we're doing this because you just really never know. Like you really, really never know. Like I talked to some guy last night, and I was uh, just giving a flyer and real quick and passing, telling him some, like giving him a quick testimony, telling him to come to church. He's like, man, it's like, man, I would like to, but I'm not, I'm not from here. Like I'm from Florida, and to me, it, it it like registered because I pastored in Florida. Like I was in Florida, so I was like, what in the world, like. Of all the odds, here's like a young dude giving his testimony that he can relate to. The guys all the way from Florida, and he ends up here like at this moment, this time. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. in the world?
1: So I don't know. You just never know. Well, I know for for me, like, I mean, I'm gonna go on record because this is being recorded that I, I, I'm, I'm a selfish outreacher. <laughs> 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 what that means is that for me okay so i got saved on a saturday night Mm. went to church for the first time on a sunday morning and a sunday night got baptized that sunday night i mean it was that fast Mm. boom 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 that morning they announced an outreach to corpus christi i didn't know what an outreach was so i went i was like this sounds cool and exciting and new i'm gonna do it i went and I met a guy named Corey Garza, yep. who's a pastor. But yep. at the time, I had no idea who this guy was. Yep. And um, we, we went there. Uh, I just saw some dude outside getting stuff ready for the building that we were about to walk into. And um, again, I'm new. I, I don't know how any of this stuff mm-hmm. works. So I go up to him, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, know, yeah, good. And he's like, what's your name? I tell him, Robert. And he's like, my name's Corey. I'm like, oh, cool. And I just kind of shake hands. And he's like, are you with the church? I was like, yeah, I just... You know, we had a long drive and yada, yada. And I don't know this guy from nothing, right? right? We go inside and then he gets behind the pulpit and he's leading the outreach. He's like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go here. And I'm like, who is this guy? You know, we right. just met this guy outside. And, um, so we, you know, we would go door to door and as we're going door to door, um, I'm, I'm with somebody cause yeah. I've never done this before. Right. So we're knocking doors and we're inviting them to church, just come on out. And some of them are pretty intimate like, some of the people I was with, they would ask deeper, like, well, what church do you go to? Oh, and, yeah. You know, oh, okay, so do you know what it is to be saved? And they would ask, they would kind of poke and prod a little bit. And and when I actually saw someone get prayed with, like, mm-hmm. right in front of me, at mm-hmm. their doorstep, mm-hmm. all from just a, a knock on the door, you want to come out, do you go to church? No. Do you yeah. know about being saved? Yeah. You know, and, like, it, it evolves into, like, well, you can say a prayer right now yeah. and repent, and, like, Watching that unfold in just a matter of minutes in front of me was like, whoa, yeah. like this. I can't believe that just happened. Like, it, it just it just blew my mind. Oh. And and seeing that happen and then pray and then feeling great about it, yeah. feeling like this is amazing, bro. Yeah. Like this, it was just so fresh to me. And um, doing that and then evolving, you know, years later, right. Fast forward to years later, going on outreaches and street preaching. For one, I have I'm a strong believer that if you want dominion in your life anywhere, you need to street preach. You street preach, you're gonna have a sense of confidence that you've never had anywhere. I agree. And uh, that's a big one. But then on top of that, the reason I say I'm a selfish outreacher is because even though I, you know, said moments ago like it's about kingdom you know, it's, there's always going to be souls to save <laughs> you know, like, it. yeah, that's true. But, truthfully, what I love about our reach is it's not just about reaching out to people, but it's doing something to you as yeah. an individual. Because when I watch that person pray, like, just going door to door felt good. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it just gave me a whole new purpose. It was like, man, I can go door to door, I can get doors slammed on me, I can get people cussing at me. Yeah. I can get people saying, get out of here with your relationship. You can almost make them catch their apartment on fire. Man, I've done that before. Yep. Yep. I've witnessed so hard to somebody that someone almost caught their whole apartment True. on fire. I'm proud of there. In <laughs> Florida, by the way.
0: Florida, baby. <laughs> <And> so,
1: <laughs> so that gave me a fresh... It, it, it rekindles a flame inside of you. Mm-hmm. It does something that's like, man... I. And so that's why i say i'm a selfish outreacher because it's like man part of me is here for, for me. myself yeah. <laughs> i'm here for myself I'm, yeah. here, I'm here to to do something in my spirit because yeah. it, it makes me feel good like yeah. there is this and even again i can get you know nobody can pray i can have a horrible report yeah we went and the speaker, <laughs> speakers fell <went laughs> over and man it was horrible and like the, we got rained on yeah. all our flyers turned into
0: ashes. Hey, all <laughs> of these things that
1: happen, even the ashes, you know? <laughs> all this horrible stuff happens, but man, we had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like Part of the great time is just genuinely getting off my butt and going to an art. You sure. know? It's just something exciting about going out there, yeah. just doing it, you For know, sure. and just stepping out. And and then of course, like you said, like seeds can be planted. Uh, seeds can be planted. And what I really, saw that come to fruition was when I would see people in the church get redirected Hmm. pastors that went somewhere and they come back to our church and me being fresh to it assumed that was a defeat I assumed redirected was like oh man it didn't work out you know the church didn't work and I hope they're okay you know and there's like this sense of like What's wrong with them? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh no, maybe they weren't cold. Yeah. Like, you know, these, like, <laughs> That's crazy stuff. Crazy gossip, you know. They missed uh, me. Oh my gosh, stay yeah. away from them, honey. He's going to jump <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to pasture. And to work. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's just it's dumb. You know, people are people. Mm-hmm. Like, but then, you, and then I would see someone else go, and the church explodes. Right after, yeah. And, and you, but you can see the connection. Yeah. You can see like, wait, 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 it wasn't just necessarily the second couple. And you would actually see that first couple that tried to yep. start it and how those seeds that they planted yeah. started to grow yeah. when someone else went. Yeah. And then realizing redirected wasn't a bad word. Yeah. You would see pastures go from one spot to the next. And it's like we were at that moment, we're like a, a terminal. You know, we're like an airport where they're kind of coming through and they're waiting to get Sometimes on to the next right one. Out, yeah. You know, and and it doesn't have to always be negative. You know, it's just like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, what brought you back? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> are you saying yeah, yeah. What was <laughs> the are, tipping point? Tipping are you still serving the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, of course, now, now there's a whole different sense of, of perspective when people get redirected it's like you want to be there for them and then on top of that you want to know what what is it that can they do because there's something about people get redirected that's like they want to do something yeah there's something in them they want to do something oh, yeah. you know they, there's like i remember uh when one couple came back and right away it almost seemed like instantaneous mm-hmm. they were in And it was, and I felt like Pasher was like capturing a momentum. Yeah, Like he's catching a ball and he's like, okay, this is where you're going now, you know, and like, just keep going with it. But yeah, I I do feel that um, going back to like what you're saying, when you don't know, you have no idea what's happening on the other side of that door when you
0: knock.
1: When you knock on a door for an outreach, you don't know if the person was, you know, about to kill themselves, you don't know if they're praying, you don't know. Just
0: you don't know. I remember being young and genuinely like, okay, so when I street preach, I'll tell people like I had like a lot of self-hatred, but I, you can't really street preach and go into all the details, but I genuinely, genuinely hated the person I saw in the mirror. Like I hated mm-hmm. the person in the mirror. Like I wanted to, I and um I mean, he's no longer here anymore. But I didn't know that anybody else went through this, which is why I knew after the fact it was demonic. But he would say that he would hear like whispers, telling him to kill himself in his closet. And he even put like a bell, like like all that. He was already prepping. And I remember being in my room, and I would be like 13 years old, something like that, and the same thing: kill yourself. Who cares? Like. And then the anger would be towards everybody, towards God, towards the world, all that stuff, and just feeling like, man, let's see, I'm gonna kill myself right now. And the only, really, the only thing that spared me that I didn't do it was I just didn't want my grandmother to find me on my my, wow, you know, that was it. Like I didn't want my grandmother or my mom to find me dead. That's the only thing that that really kept me. So uh, it's weird, you know. I mean, not weird, but it's just. It was demonic. Yeah, it was really demonic, but it, it's just one of those things that you don't realize, like, I'm going to all this demonic stuff. You Until don't see after it that way at the time. Yeah, yeah, you're just thinking like, these are like my emotions. But I genuinely, I like, was so enraged in myself. I hated who I was, hated my life, hated everything that was going on with me. I mean, I, was, I didn't get like uh, like these big blades and like slice my arm open. All I had was an x knife, so I, cut my hands and my fists and like uh, all that stuff I would use that like just carve on myself, you know just something that would release like anger but really all those do is just make it more summoning more demons you right? Know? right so you
1: know you can't say all that in street preaching but <laughs> yeah I know yeah I get what you're saying street preaching is more of a like as they're driving by yeah, it's, like, it makes sense yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: that's all they really hear but I remember going through all that stuff. That's why for me, it's like, uh, I have, my grandmother's such a big influence for me. And so she had always ingrained in me to never like give up, to never uh, stop, to always push, 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 push until something's done. And so, uh, man, it was easy for me. When God got to save me, all I did was just like highlight that and make it more so to be able to go through all kinds of stuff and like the temptation is to just in the towel It's like Yeah. yeah. It is man, I I'm nobody, you know, I, I I know for me, like I ain't nobody. Like I will be the first to say I ain't nobody special. It's not really good to necessarily bother me per se, but uh I always feel bad for people. They just kinda of toss a because it, it to me it doesn't make sense. Like I, it just I don't comprehend it. I don't see it. You're a Christian. If in the flesh we were able to push through and persevere a lot of stuff, then as a Christian, you should be able to overcome. I mean, that was a promise. If you can overcome everything. So Jesus said, I overcame the world, you can overcome. So, uh, you know, whenever I hear stuff like that, people say, like I mentioned, you know, I, I never want to do that or I regrets or blah, blah, blah. To me, that's just saying, like, man, you there's something demonic that you really gave into. Like, you really got fooled.
1: Yeah, I, I remember uh, hearing people say the words, "I tried that," mm-hmm. "I tried praying," you know, oh, no. "I tried going to church," or, "I tried living right," or, "I tried to go." Mm-hmm. In in my mind, it doesn't it it uh, it doesn't formulate properly mm-hmm. because you know the scripture says to you know pray without ceasing Mm -hmm. it says to continue finish the fight you know like all the way finish the rage fight the good fight like the idea is that you complete it Mm -hmm. and to complete it means to death like you go all the way until you're done like you're you're not done until you are no longer breathing you know that's done so when people say i tried that it's like well you you quit and you know I I, I, i very rarely have I ever said that to someone's face. I think the couple times I did, it was the people that I knew very well oh, yeah. that were having that, you know, quote-unquote final conversation with me know. before they leave. <laughs> and like, Robert, I just signing you know, out. Yeah, this is, just, this is just what's going on right now. And I, I would tell them, like, dude, you, you're you quitting, man. This is what this uh-huh. is. This isn't that God didn't work for you. No. You know, this isn't that, like, oh, this none of this works and... This is just religion and blah 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 no 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 this is this is you choosing to no longer try and not a lot of people don't want to go out like that yeah. a lot of them want to have this sense of like oh yeah i've done that yeah, before it yeah. just does you know it's not for everybody which is a lie salvation is literally for everybody <laughs> for <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's absolutely I'm like it'll work for everybody yeah. for everyone and so when people say that, what they're really saying is I'm I just chose to be indifferent. Yeah. I mean I've somewhere, like you said, whether it be a demonic pool or a demonic force or something that they gave into, somewhere they absolutely gave in and chose. They made a decision. I'm no longer gonna do mm. this. They just worded differently. And you get people that say, I, I just I tried that, you know, or whatever, and the church doesn't work again. Yeah. And then I you know, years ago, two thousand and five, I remember going to one of my like the first conference I went to, someone took a picture and they were part of the church and said, We're gonna have this on our website and that's a big deal for me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be on the internet. <laughs> so I Googled them. And uh, actually, I think it was Yahoo search engine then. Jeeves, I asked Jeeves. <laughs> uh, so I, I looked for it, and I, I didn't find the website right away, but I found a whole bunch of other sites, and one of them was Slam the door. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was specific towards the church, yeah. you know, anti our church specific. Yeah. And it was it was a bunch of people who used to come and stop going and had their reasons, but they created a whole website. Yeah of stories yeah. of why the church is no good yeah. and just attack the church and they talked about fear tactics yeah. and how you know, twisted scripture and and the cult following and i mean deep stuff and i would have been saved coming to the church for like five or six months of even that mm. you know it was very fresh very new and I, I read, I, I read through the article. Like I read through the, uh, the paragraphs, the, the stories they oh, yeah. had. And what's crazy is there are certain moments they talked about specific that were like, when they do that at the church, that's right. Actually, now that I'm reading this, you know, and like there's, you know, there's like a strange, like, you know, fluorescent, like black light going on in my head. Like, wait a minute. And, um. It was like the, you know, having a, a an angel and a, a demon on oh, yeah. my shoulders, you yeah. know, and the demon was like poking at me, like, see, look yeah. at this, and I did have to make a decision. What's crazy is I I didn't know a whole lot back then, but I prayed. Yeah. I remember just praying out loud and telling God, like, God, I didn't do this for the people or nothing, man. I I did this to try to, you know, I'm doing this because of you, yeah. like specifically for you, God. Yeah help me out here. Like, just help me. I don't know what to, how to think about this. I don't know if any of this is true. Stop me from living the way I am if this is what I need to not do. Mm-hmm. And all I did was, was back out and find the website and find the picture of myself. And like, oh, cool, there I am. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I just kept... Stayed here, you know, and I just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. And decided, and like, I look at the longevity. You know, we were just in that podcast with uh, Cliff yeah. and uh, Cliff and Tony, yeah. and they have over thirty years together yeah. in in the church. Like, mm-hmm. they, I think, um, Cliff said he's been in the church for thirty eight years, and I think he's known Tony for thirty six of those years. And um, they they are like brothers you know, and they have such longevity and they are so imprinted in the church mm-hmm. and with each other mm-hmm. that I feel like there's no way they could just disappear. Yeah. You know, like they they, they have such a connection and a bond safety with net. each other. Yes, exactly. A safety net that keeps them here and truthfully, that's, that's I feel like that's exactly where we're headed. You know, I feel like, you know, we're we were only here about 16, 17 years. Oh. But, which is ironically just a little under half, you know, of where they're at. Yeah. big one for me is this year is my 16-year save, just over 16. So in February of 2022 will be 17 years. That will be... saved longer than one year of life. That's right. Nice. That's because I was born or I was saved on I was 16. Yeah. So it'll be like starting a new life. There you, you go, know, baby. It'll be like all fresh. So that means it's like being born as a thirty-four-year-old disgruntled, <laughs> can't stand the youth, but with God in my heart, you know. <laughs> and a dad bod. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm definitely striving to have the uh, the longevity. I want. I don't want to. I, I I would hate to be with those people like you were talking about, like the. I regret that yeah you know I, I just don't understand man i don't understand i mean yeah i get making bad decisions and right. screw-ups oh man I, I think i even have a whole episode about mm. screwing up or making mm. bad decisions or if not i should make one but i know i've i've royally screwed up many times. oh yeah i've done it on <laughs> the big platforms yes too. i've yes. done it on big platforms so. right there with you <laughs> and yeah. then, like there's just something about it that's like None of, that's, none of that's gonna, like, be enough, you know, yeah. to, like, make me stop, Yeah, you know, and I, and I know people that, you know, being sensitive, of course, to to time and everything with them, but I know people that have wanted to stay, but, of course, they've made a bad decision, sinful decision, you know, and then they're forced to not be around for a little bit, yeah. and hearing their story of also the same mentality of, like, I screwed up. Shouldn't have done that, and I'm in sin. But I'm I'm not gonna stay here. Like they've made the decision. Like I'm gonna, you know, come back when I can.
0: Come back time now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like to me, that that's that's it's powerful. You know, it's It's different from
0: somebody saying, "I know this is the worst decision I can make in my life, and I know I'm about to make it." Especially when they say, "I'm about to make it," Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna make it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's
1: completely different. And I know someone who's done that, they've actually told my wife that uh, before they left, mm-hmm. their, their like last conversation was them saying like, what you just said, I know this is not right for me. I feel like I'm going in the wrong direction yeah. and it could be pretty bad. Yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. And it's, it's just, it's wild. And it's
0: crazy because you don't really know until time passes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. times that tell of a lot of stuff, and it's—I uh, don't know—maybe it because a lot of stuff I am thinking about lately. But it's like with time, there could be a lot of worry. Like, hey, in time, this is gonna happen, or in time, this may happen, or it might not happen. It's like, eh. Ah. Again, going back to the very beginning of this podcast, that's not necessarily a good thing to tell me because I'm a very high risk, high reward person. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, that might happen, but if it doesn't happen, then the reward is going to be a lot bigger. You know what I mean? So that's why people hate dealing with me probably (laughs) stuff like that but (laughs) I was
1: was actually recently offended because um, and you know because I just my confidence like my trust my love my life is so ingrained on God that I don't really you know get emotionally offended or like Mm. really like really bothered Mm -hmm. but one thing that I mean aside from like obvious sinful stuff like I can read an article that's basically just anti-God, and I'm like, oh, come on, you know, get all vexed or whatever, but I had someone say recently to me, like, ah, well, you know, you can believe whatever you want, but it doesn't mean you're right, and it had nothing to do with me being right, but it had everything to do with the idea of, like, well, we do have, we do have the right option in front of us, and it's biblical, and the problem is, I know when I say that to people who, who, you know, despise religion and they they despise god and all that stuff when they hear that i'm just a religious nut you know if i say something like hey the bible's right (laughs) you know like god what he's saying is true and i don't know yeah i'm just some some wacko yeah but it it bothered me because it's kind of like dude you have so much in front of you that show tells you like this is the way like this is the right decision but to say something like that like ah Everyone has their own, you know, whatever, who cares? Like, it doesn't mean you're right just because you say it. And yeah. it's like, I agree with you, actually. I do agree just because I, Robert, you know, just because I say it doesn't mean Jack, but this isn't coming from me, man. This yeah. is biblical stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's something that, yeah, I believe in. The reason I'm hurt is because I feel like God tried so hard to put this in so front to put of it you in there, yeah. and present this in front of you, yeah. and you're just gonna, eh. Nah. Yeah. Eh. Nah. You know? Yeah,
0: it's true. I think everybody. It's funny how people uh, worship like nature and environment and all that stuff. Right? like man, we yeah. really need to take care of the environment also. And then the Bible mentioned like, you know, they're gonna be without an excuse because the very nature showed proof, evidence that God was real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there they are with all this like nature, nature, nature. And it's like, okay, well, I'm I here being that passionate about, you know, God and God's only created all this nature that you're willing to throw yourself on, on the tracks for, you know? So, you know, how, how much did God really try to put himself out there? Look at nature. That's how much God really tried. And I always find it interesting when, like, a hardcore sinner has their first kid because they change. Like they, Like, I have a friend who uh he had just he's not a Christian by any means. He's a decent guy, nice guy, considerate guy. But uh now that he's having his kid, he's like, no guys, can't come to word, gotta take my wife to go to the doctor, gotta do this, gotta and I'm thinking of myself like wow what a drastic change. And I can't wait till that son is born so I can nail him and say, Hey, would you ever give your kid up in place of a psychopath like a murderer would you ever do that like would you ever sacrifice your kid for that because that's what that's what god did with jesus and literally for you Mm -hmm. and you know of course yes i am setting him up and yes i'm waiting for the moment yes that'll be Mm -hmm. in like three months (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting (laughs) but uh, you know i just find it kind of interesting because as much as people would deny or try to... And I was one of those people. That's why, to me, it, it just stands out. I shook my fist at God. I made fun of Christians. I mocked the Bible. I mocked church. I said it was all a bunch of hypocrisy and uh, oxymorons. And it contradicted. And mind you, I never read the Bible. But mm-hmm. they were in there. I swear they were. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and yet, I mean, I still got saved. To me, hey that's man, why it makes a Saul
1: difference. in the Bible was killing, killing Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His job was to hunt down Christians and take yeah. them out. Yeah. And then he became, yeah, <gasps> yep. Paul. Yeah. True. <laughs> hey, look,
0: look. Since we're talking about it, I tell people uh, on the phone when I find out they have a Bible name, I mention it, and then they'll be like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "It's Paul." And I'm already thinking, "Here we go." Oh man, what a powerful name! I was like, "You know what it means?" What? Small, okay? So let's get over it. <laughs> it's like small, little, stuff like that. I'm like, get over it, dude, alright? <laughs> right. He was a humble guy, that's what I mean. He's, He's, a, it. He's wow. all the things that I'm around I guess. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, well I'm I'm incredibly grateful. Incredibly overwhelmingly grateful. But I again I, I always I always revert back to any time because when I first started deciding like I want to do a podcast uh, going back to my first one, the year is twenty twenty, which is still active in some capacity, I guess. It was it was never meant to be like I want to, you know, present myself, right? And blah blah blah. And even with doing this one, I felt like, oh yeah, I'm going to be talking a lot about personal stories yeah. and personal perspective yeah. and all of that. But it was for the sake of uh, listening to this years down the road. Yeah, you know, I want. I'm very curious if my kids give it a listen, and then be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Because I, I think about that about my dad, you know, when oh, he yeah. was younger, like, what did he... Some stories. Yeah, and so, but my my real... I don't want to say my focal point, but I can't help, I can't shake it. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly, I'm always wondering what, what is it going to be like for the next generation, you know, in the future? What is it going to be like for them? And, and I'm, I'm getting a taste of that with my niece, who's 13 now, and... My my friend's daughter, who's the same age, you know, and then my kids, who are not preteens yet, but seeing the what attracts them, yeah. you know, and and it goes a lot further than just like oh toys and whatever. It's like no, no, I'm talking about like deeper. Yeah. What stands out? What what attracts them? What really grabs a hold of their heartstrings, you know, or their soul strings, you know, like what's really touching them. And so that's always been kind of where I... That's always in the back of my head. Like, what is it that's attracting them? Because for me, I was... We already talked about all of it, but getting involved in sin and mm-hmm. just, you know, going down that route, it took all of that for me to get close to God. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, please don't tell me that's the formula. You yeah, know, right. Like they, right. Like, it's gotta <laughs> be another way. You know? <laughs> like, what what is it that's going to attract them and keep them on track? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we do have a church kid friends yeah. that uh, that are, that have stayed in church their whole life, yeah. you know, and, and pastors, some of them, mm-hmm. missionaries, some yeah. of them, you know, and and have chosen, like, I'm just going to stay focused on God. And, like, man, that's what I want. You know, I want that for my kids. Oh, for sure. You know, I want that for my kids, but I also wonder, like, what, what is it going to take? Um, is it just my influence? Which I don't think that's the, the end of it think no. my influence is honestly minimal i mean i say that but of course it's a huge impact if my yeah. influence was absent right you know understandably but uh, it's like no i think i'm one influence of many many and so i you know that's the big concept that's the big question is like what is it that's going to keep the young generation yeah. what's going to bring them to god yeah. you know because I, I just feel like today they're just so spoiled with with technology and gadgets and, and social media and... Plus you live in a time, I mean,
0: during their lifetime of actual quarantine, where you were forced to be yeah, inside. Like you were forced to have to be kind of isolated, which I think we'll really see more repercussions of that the years, you know, years later. I mean, mm-hmm. the immediate repercussions when that was happening was you saw a lot of abuse, right? Because, uh, Couples that were disgruntled actually had to stay living together for 14 days or whatever So you saw that but then now you have a generation that had to be inside which was the schooling at home, which was the uh, Social online like all that stuff. So a lot of it Is going to be even outside of their Circumstances. It's just a weird Talk about a weird time that we lived yeah. in, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, that was
1: that was why I was so, uh, uh what's the word? Uh, not influenced, uh, inspired, mm-hmm. inspired to do the other podcast. The year is 2020. It's oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It was yeah. exactly that. It was yeah. exactly that. It was like, man, like this is such a crazy historical time. Yeah. Like this is this is history. Yeah. You know the pandemic and being in lockdown yeah. and like the, the death count. Yeah. covid and all that stuff that's <laughs> that's history you know yes. that's 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 like that's going to be in the history books that's, so that's the assumption yeah, I yeah I mean, well you're, you're sticking around
0: if, the, if there's not another strand allegedly, like, like, whatever Oh, yeah. <laughs> give
1: get me started <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i mean my my big thing is that I, I just i feel like i have such a confidence that no matter what happens um no matter what happens in life or as an individual or whatever, I feel like this is something I can look back at and my kids can look back at, you know, and like, and and be able to find a focal point in God, yeah. you know, be able to find that and choose to live for Him, you know, and I, I look at other kids that have gone astray and what they've done, and, and I, I definitely take note. There's a good friend of mine who's a church kid a few years younger than me, and he had said that um, that he, he pays attention to everybody, mm. meaning good people and bad, mm. and he looks at every perspective at, that he can, and that helps him decide his walk with God, mm. and of course he said he's right, he's trying to live clean and everything, but he pays attention yeah. so much. That he's kind of like, well, I'm going to take my time with this. I'm going to take my time with that. And he yeah. has, like, so many examples on why he should. And mm-hmm. his accountability list is massive. Yeah. He has so many people that he'll call up and ask questions. Not just one or two people. And to me, it's kind of like, well, that's, I guess that's what I want. That's what I want for my kids. Yeah. You know? Because this is all just a learning experience for me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is I'll never forget the day that
0: I came in from Florida after uh, Mary Grace had Naomi, and so May's already asleep. We <laughs> came into the apartment, it's all dim, because we're gonna stay there, I think. And then uh, I sit down, and you walk off, and he came back, and he had Naomi in the arm, and he sat down, and I swear, we all looked at Naomi, and we just busted out laughing <laughs> like, I can't believe this is happening. It was just one of the most hilarious moments. We just looked at the baby, looked at each other and just started laughing what the
1: <laughs> heck? Can you believe it? Hey, the kid, look at this baby. Oh God, that was a great moment. Yeah, this is life now. <laughs>
0: so what do you do with that, Robert? I don't know. I'll just learn and experience. <laughs>
1: and there you have it the end of the paul jimenez experience all five parts it it feels surreal to actually get through all of it and um i did hold out on this last part for a little while because i was working on the editing you know quality over quantity so this is not the end of Paul. He will be back. We're already talking about his next visit. Uh, who knows when? Probably around the holidays again, I'm sure. But we'll definitely be doing this again. And as much as we did talk about, there is a lot that we did not talk about. So uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of content for next time. If you stuck around and listened to all of it, thanks. Appreciate you. You didn't have to, but you did. So thanks for that. And then... If you're an OG fan and you happen to recognize this outro music, huge shout out to you. I really appreciate that if you do recognize it. And if not, you know, that's that's okay too. But uh, like Paul said earlier, until next time, this was the Paul Jimenez Experience. Thanks for listening.